How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, and my mission is to empower a million or more people to go from disease and dysfunction into living their healthiest life possible. And I realize that I can only do that by empowering and educating health and wellness practitioners like you. I passionately believe that just about every disease can be prevented or reversed. So if you are struggling with fatigue and adrenal dysfunction, or you have patients or clients who are struggling, this episode is just right for you. Before we get started, I want to remind you about the Adrenal Resource Guide that we created for you. If you download it at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adrenals, you're going to have tools and you're going to have herbalists and all kinds of things to help support you in adrenal recovery. Today's topic is a specific kind of testing for cortisol called the cortisol awakening response. It's part of the Dutch test, but it's also part of other hormone tests that are saliva-based. The cortisol awakening response is a salivary test. So when you do a test like the Dutch Plus, what you're going to get is a combination of urine and saliva. As we talked about in a previous episode, the metabolites are super important to measure, and the metabolites can only be measured in the urine. The cortisol awakening response is something that we track in the saliva. We're going to look at the patterns, and I'll explain to you exactly what it is and how you can go about interpreting it and what causes this cortisol awakening response to go out of cue. It's part of a Dutch test. When you do the Dutch Plus, you're going to get the cortisol awakening response, which is a salivary test, plus you're going to get the cortisol in the metabolites, the urine part of that test. And the combination of that gives you such a beautiful picture. Let's look at what the heck is this cortisol awakening response, the CAR. So the cortisol awakening response evaluates the cortisol pattern in the first hour of the day. And the magnitude, how high it goes, is correlated to the HPA axis health. The up and down pattern reflects a natural response to stress. And the way it's theorized for this test is that that first awakening is a mini stress. So how do you respond to stress? And so what's measured is the percent difference between the awakened cortisol, the first morning cortisol, and the 30-minute and then 60-minute response. And we can detect this HPA access disturbance even if the free cortisol is normal. So you can be looking at the test and the free cortisol is normal. Maybe the metabolites are even normal, but the cortisol awakening response is off. It's either too high or too low. The timing of the cortisol awakening response is really critical. When you're recommending it to someone or doing it on yourself, you have to make sure that you follow the exact timing to get the right results. Immediately upon awakening, or five minutes at the most, without getting up to go to the bathroom, without getting up to feed the dog, or anything like that, you need to do it and do it in bed. When I've done this test, I've 
had it right by my bedside. And I've done it immediately upon awakening. Five minutes is okay, but immediately on awakening. Then you want to set a timer and do it 30 minutes later. And then another timer to do it 60 minutes later. And you're just doing a typical saliva collection. Uh, It's either spitting into a vial or chewing on a piece of cotton, depending on the lab. And then you do it again later. So we're comparing it to what's your salivary cortisol pattern. 4 to 5 p.m., 10 p.m. to midnight. And if you or your client awakens during the night, we want to get another one. We're going to see if there's any problems with cortisol when you're awakening. What does it mean to have an elevated cortisol awakening response? Well, somebody who's in a major depressive order, we're going to see that elevated response. Someone has an overactive HPA axis. They've been under a lot of stress and the HPA axis is on alert all the time. It could be anticipatory stress of the day. Say there's some important meetings or some things that are stressful that you're thinking about when you wake up. That could cause that to be a higher response. It could also be blood sugar dysregulation. When the blood sugar is dysregulated, you're going to see it go higher. And guess what? Cortisol stimulates the blood sugar. So it could be a problem with somebody who has a blood sugar dysregulation problem, insulin resistance, diabetes, pre-insulin resistance or something. The other issue could be is pain. If somebody wakes up in pain, a lot of people wake up with back pain or other joint pain when they first wake up. That could be causing an elevated cortisol awakening response. Well, what happens if it's the opposite? If it's a depressed cortisol awakening response? Well, that can be an underactive HPA axis. The HPA axis is sluggish. It's not responding to that mini stress at the beginning of the day. It could be psychological burnout. Somebody's just been through a really big ordeal. Sometimes we see this in business people who have just gone through like a merger or an acquisition or, or a project that causes them to get stressed and then they burn out. It could be in seasonal affective disorder. You know, people who are very sensitive to the lack of sunlight in the wintertime, especially in northern climates or in the Pacific Northwest, where there's a lot of gloom and doom in the wintertime, if they have seasonal affective disorder, you might see a blunted response. It might be sleep apnea, breaking up breathing problems throughout the night, poor sleep, and it can also be PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So any of these things need to be investigated further. If you run a cortisol awakening response test on somebody and you see that it's depressed, right? It's not going up as high or it's going up in a weird way. We'll talk about that in a moment. Then what you want to do is ask a lot of questions, try to determine the underlying cause and then address the underlying cause. You always want to address the underlying cause. If somebody has an elevated cortisol awakening response, you're not going to give them licorice root as an adaptogen because that will help keep the cortisol active more throughout the day. So we want to look at what we can do with this to help people in order to get better. People who are chronically fatigued are going to have a depressed cortisol awakening response. So keep that in mind as you look at this. I said a little bit earlier that we have a response. So I'm going to use my hands. So if you want to see my hand motions and you're listening on a podcast app, go ahead and shoot on over to YouTube and find this video on YouTube. We're going to see an elevated response But it's supposed to start at a baseline, it goes up, hits a peak, and then it comes back down. And we're looking for a very specific percentage, and the test results will tell you if it's out of the range of what we're looking for. 
So you can have a cortisol awakening response where it looks the same. It's a nice up and down, like it's a ski slope, and then down. But you can also have one where it's higher in the first thing in the morning than it should be. And then it goes to where we kind of expect it to be at 30 minutes later and then stays high or comes back down. So there's a lot of variations and there's some good resources on the Precision Analytics site where you can look at and they'll give you pictures and give you some help with what really might be going on. So I highly recommend that you do this test. So things to look at. When you do this test, you're going to see the cortisone and the cortisol awakening response. So do they match? Is the cortisol high at the same time that the cortisone is high and vice versa? And that's going to give you some clues as to whether the body's in preserve energy mode or it's in the mode of protect yourself from the cortisol. Like we talked about, if you want more information on that, go back and listen to the Metabolites podcast that we did episode right before this. So if we see that we're favoring one or the other in terms of our metabolites, because I like to do this in combination with the Dutch test, which does the metabolites, then we can ask a lot of questions. If we're favoring cortisol, then what's the body trying to do? It's trying to muster some new response. Is this person on licorice? Does this person have high blood pressure? Are they taking hydrocortisone cream? And sometimes that can be contaminate the sample and, and you get a poor response. If we're favoring cortisol over cortisone, we want to ask the question, are you taking licorice root? You know, licorice root, you can take as a tincture, you can take it as little concentrated extracts, you can take it as a tea. And we think a lot of times like teas are not, you know, they're innocuous and we can just take a lot of tea. But one of my mentors years ago, decades ago, shared about a guy who had low blood pressure and he put him on licorice tea to bring his blood pressure up. And the guy liked the licorice tea. So he started drinking a lot of it. And he was drinking like a quart of licorice tea a day. And one night he had this severe headache and wife thought he was having a stroke, rushed him to the ER. And it turned out that his blood pressure was through the roof. The guy that started out with low blood pressure had blood pressure through the roof. And he attributed to the licorice tea. When he lowered it down or actually stopped it for a while and then just got on a normal dose, he didn't have to take it anymore. If he kept his blood pressure in the right range, that solved the problem. So sometimes when we rush people to the hospital with high blood pressure, we want to make sure that they're getting asked these questions. And allopathic medical doctors don't ask that. ER docs don't ask those questions. Are you taking licorice? Are you drinking licorice root tea? Are you taking a tincture that has licorice in it? So all of these things can contribute. And when we see in the elevated CAR, that could be because they're taking licorice and they took a licorice dose before they went to bed, which by the way, I don't recommend. So when you want to test people, you want to get the most comprehensive test. I mean, a lot of times if somebody has adrenal dysfunction, HPA axis dysfunction, and you want to help them, you start with the diet, cleaning it up, getting rid of food sensitivities, getting rid of allergens, getting rid of pesticides and things like that. You clean it up, you get rid of the sugars, you get their blood sugar under control, you balance their microbiome, you get them sleeping, you get them doing de-stress. You may not ever have to do these tests, but there are a lot of people who are not doing those things that we just mentioned, and they don't want to do those things. And you're going to need to test them to prove to them that they need to do those things. And then there's people who are doing a lot of the right stuff and they're not getting results. So you want to dig and go underneath the hood 
to figure out what's actually going on with these people. Testing is part of the process. We've been talking about adrenals. I would highly recommend that you download my adrenal health resource guide at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash adrenals and get more information, get lists of the various tests in the labs that do them, get lists of various herbs and when you would use them and when not, so that you're educated about this. And the testing is phenomenal information for people who have been struggling for a long time, and they're not getting better by the approaches that they're taking. Learn how to do this. This is giving you a great starting point. If you want to go even deeper with this and learn in our practitioner training programs, visit inemethod.com to learn more. We share, we give me samples and examples and case studies and so much more that you can learn to go deeper and deeper with how to handle these hormonal imbalances. So you have the power to change people's lives. We are the ones that are going to go out there and reinvent the system, make the broken disease management system into a true healthcare system so that everybody gets the right, everybody gets the privilege, everybody gets the ability to be healthy and happy. So take charge and until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to Reinvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com.